Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So today we are going to discuss thankfulness because, well, it's Thanksgiving season. And so why not? You know, and let's be honest, I think we all probably struggle with thankfulness. You know, at least I do. Maybe I'm only speaking for myself. Maybe I'm the only person, um, listen, uh, you know, uh, you know, who's a part of this podcast, you know, who uh, struggles with thankfulness. Maybe you, the listener, are like uh, perfectly thankful over everything. No problem. But, you know, at least I, the host, you know, I, I'm, the, I'm the heathen, you know. Um, I suck at thankfulness, so. You know, and it's something I don't think about a lot necessarily, but every now and then it's something that I get like almost infatuated with thinking about. Like it's a sign that's constantly rolling around in my head and usually not around Thanksgiving. Okay, actually, yes, but you know, even at during like other times of the year. And then I'm I'm reminded of just how much of an ungrateful little bitch I am for pretty much everything. (laughs) You know, like, when do I thank God for stuff? Or thank others for, you know, whatever they may do for me. Which, to be fair... You know, there's not a whole lot of people doing much for me, but, you know, whenever somebody does, you know. I mean, there's my one friend from um, Oklahoma who I've never met in real life, and I know that you're probably watching this on YouTube. Uh, And so, you know who you are, my friend from Oklahoma. Love you. Um, And, um, you know, but... When do I thank them for what they do for me? You know, when do I thank you, the listener, for listening to a show, for putting up with me? You know, like, I don't know why, you know, I got a, I'm doing all of this on a phone, you know, um, no microphone, I can't afford one, but I mean, I, I did kind of get one, but it doesn't work with fucking, my fucking smartphone because it's a Motorola G7. Um, therefore microphones don't work with it, um, you know, because I don't have a computer that actually works, um, you know, so I don't know why the fuck you would listen to this, the shitty sound quality, the video is never very good, lighting is usually pretty meh at best, like, right now the lighting isn't very good, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, when am I thankful for, like, actually express thanks for any of the good things in my life? You know, because, like, there are a lot of good things that do happen in my life, but I gener- de- definitely tend to dwell 
on the negative stuff, you know, like, I mean, yeah, there, I mean, in, it's not like there's not anything to be negative about, there's a fucking whole lot, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, um, my stress and anxiety are literally killing me, um, and why, you know, I suffer from paranoia and so much anger, you know, there's a lot to be upset about, angry about, stressed about. I never do anything to focus at all on any of the good things. <sighs> like how I do have food to eat. Despite the fact I oftentimes don't have any money whatsoever. I uh, still have food to eat. You know, my parents, as abusive assholes as they are, you know, they do care about me enough to provide me food. You know, they run the uh, food ministry at their church, you know, so they pick up their donations for food. And they often, they give me a lot of the leftovers, you know. They don't need to do, they don't have to do that. But they care about me enough to provide me if I buy most of my food. So I don't starve to death, and you know. And believe me, there have been times when I have starved, you know. Like a month ago, like a month, about a month ago now. Um, I was literally starving. You know. Like, my parents, you know, despite being abusive, you know. The fact that they still care enough. To provide me with a good chunk of my food, you know, um, so I don't starve to death. That's something to be thankful about, you know, not starving to death. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to be in this apartment very much longer. I'm probably going to be homeless pretty soon, but in fact, for about a year, I had this place, you know, this apartment, um, had a roof over my head. Um, you know, place that kept me warm during the winter months, you know, at least, you know, so, uh, you know, last winter. And, you know, the beginning of this winter. That's something to be thankful for. You know? The fact that, you know, I do have such a wonderful friend, you know, who... I have never met from Oklahoma, but we text every single day, you know, and she listens to me, you know, she does what she can to help me, of all people, out, you know, um, and she loves me, you know, genuinely. That's something... To be very thankful for. That's something I never imagined could possibly happen, you know. I never imagined I could really have a friend I could be at least honest with, you know. Not as honest as I should be, to be honest. Uh, but still, you know, I don't trust her quite as much as I should. But that's besides the point. Um, no, but still, um, you know, the fact that Sandy wants to help me, somebody wants to listen to me, you know, somebody 
wants to help me, you know, get over my demons, you know. Wants to see me have a better life. I never could have even dreamed about that. Even when I met her, you know, online on Discord, um, two years ago, never could have imagined that, you know? I really genuinely thought that, you know, I would spend the rest of my life completely alone, nobody giving a shit about my existence, you know? And to be honest, I still kind of, you know, sink into serious depression where I tell myself that. I know that she's there for me. You know. We love each other very much as sisters. I never. Ever thought that was even remotely possible for me. That is something to be. Beyond. Thankful for. You know, I know some people online who, you know, I don't know them in person. In fact, some of them I don't even know the actual real names of. Like, all I know is their Tumblr names or their Twitter name, you know, their Twitter handle names, you know, um, who pray for me. Like, we're strangers, like. I don't know you. I don't know what you look like. I don't know your actual name. And yet you pray for me. The fact that a complete fucking stranger finds me worth praying over despite reading my Twitter feeds which are often to be admittedly kind of depressing. Um, you know, reading my Tumblr, you know, uh, which is also oftentimes depressing or, uh, or edgy, you know. I, like, I have two modes on Tumblr. Overly depressing and overly edgy. <laughs> um, yeah, like, the few times that I posted shit on Twitter that I posted on Tumblr, you know, like, the few times when I posted something on Twitter that I originally posted on Tumblr, it never goes well. I always have to end up tw deleting that tweet just because, like, it's way too edgy for my Twitter audience. As in, like, I'm usually celebrating somebody's death because I am a complete fucking monster, admittedly, who celebrates certain people's deaths. Um, or, you know, advocates for certain people's deaths, but, you know... Um, that's my, you know, uh, Tumblr is where I get out my edgelordness for the most part. Um, Twitter is where I try to be slightly more sane, which just means it's basically just left with the uh, depressing stuff. Um, but I'm trying not to be as depressing on Twitter. It's hard, you know, but I need to do better at not being so depressing on Twitter. But, um, you know... Uh, but, you know, like, the fact that these people would read this shit and still find me worth praying for, like, um, somebody could see me be a complete fucking monster in front of all. 
You know, say stupid shit I probably should never say. Stuff that no, especially no Christian should say, you know, really, probably. Um, you know, um... Or at least, you know, people don't think a Christian should say, even if I believe that a Christian should say those things, you know. You know, like, I've had complete atheists call me out for being unchristlike. That's when it always seems the worst, you know. Those are the call-outs that seem the worst, you know, I'm not gonna lie. But I know it's because, you know, these are atheists who actually do care about me for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> you know, like, hey Anna, that's... What the fuck? Why the fuck would you say that? How can you call yourself a Christian and then post that shit? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, do, 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 you know, um, in fact, I have a care enough to say that to me, call me out for being unchristlike. um, you know what, that's, uh, that's something to be thankful for as much as it really, really stings. Believe me, usually when that happens, I, I delete the tweet, and then I'm probably not really to be heard from for the next few days. <laughs> like, I ain't posting shit, you know? Uh, I, I just slink away in complete fucking embarrassment, but you know what? It's probably good that they call me out for saying that shit. God, it is probably pretty damn good. And these are complete fucking atheists calling me out for being unchristlike. These people, they like me, you know. Um, it's something to be thankful for. <laughs> you know, as much of a sting, you know, uh, as it is, you know, as much as it hurt, you know, leaves me hurting for the next, you know, smarting for the next few days. You know, um, a lot of other you know, things to be thankful for, you know, uh, that this phone has lasted as long as it does, you know, I have to constantly, you know, this thing doesn't last more than a few hours now, you know, charge, but, uh, so I desperately need a new phone, like, nothing, you know, I desperately need a new one, but the fact that this thing has lasted so long, especially with the heavy abuse I have for on it, you know, especially, you know, doing this entire fucking podcast, which, believe me, is a fucking, I, Easily the fucking biggest battery drain on this thing. Um, I am able to do that. Like, that's fucking amazing. Like, it's truly amazing that this phone has lasted as long as it has. You know, this thing has lasted for me about... I've had this phone for, what, like two years now? Um, you know? So. Bought it, you know, on a Black Friday sale um, from Best Buy. You know? Got it for a hundred bucks on Black Friday. Uh, on Motorola G7. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, um, so let's see. Um, you know, it is something to be thankful for. You know? Um, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, my... My video game consoles, you know, which bring me a lot of, you know, allow me to distract myself. Um, you know, you know, because my depression and my stress and anxiety and anger are so strong. 
I oftentimes need to be distracted, you know, just to kind of keep moving, you know, just, you know, so I don't, you know, get completely suicidal um, or harm myself. And video games are often the thing that do that, you know, like, uh, you know, um, I've lost it now apparently, but my Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on Sm on a Switch, one of my go-to games when I'm really, really angry. It's kind of like one of the ways I love my anger. And I was kind of lost a fucking cartridge. Um, can't find it anywhere. Which really is actually very, very fucking depressing for me. Because that game means a whole fucking lot to me. Like, you don't know just how much that game means to me. You know. Um, it was the very first game I ever bought on launch day. Like, I went to Walmart as early as I could that morning. Just to make sure I got a copy of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Because for me, like... I have so many memories of playing Smash Bros. with the family, you know. Once again, I'm not close to my family at all. But damn, my memories of playing Smash Bros. with them are so great, you know. You know, as a little child playing on the Nintendo 64, playing Super Smash Bros. against them, you know. Like, we had a Nintendo 64 and we really only had, like, three games. Like, I think we actually made only like, four games for it. Um... You know, and no memory card. We did not have a memory card. We had, um, well, let's see, Super Smash Bros, Mickey's Speedway USA, which me and my sisters loved to death, Banjo-Kazooie, which I never got past the second world just because there was no memory pack. Uh, we did have a memory pack. And Pokemon Coliseum, which for some god, for some odd reason, we had. Oh, oh yeah, because it came, because it, it came with Banjo Kazooie. Because like this one garage sale person, though, he bought. Somebody was doing a garage sale, and they were selling Banjo Kazooie with the Pokemon Coliseum. Like you could not buy them separately, and like my, and like my parents literally taught us that Pokemon were literal demons. You know, and so for some odd reason, they didn't just chuck out Pokemon Coliseum. Despite, you know, them apparently being literal, despite Pikachu literally being Satan. Um, you know, so I tried it a few times, but, like, I was so confused on what to do. Like, I never could figure out what the fuck to do. It was way too above my head, you know. I was a fucking toddler, you know. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I, we mostly played Super Smash Bros, you know. Um... Been at a lot of friends' house and, you know, family members' house, you know, during the Wii generation. Um, we would play Super Smash Bros. Brawl, you know. Um, and then, you know, I later bought Super Smash Bros. Melee, you know, for the GameCube, you know, many years later on eBay. And we had a lot of fun fucking around with that. And then... You know, so, like, buying that Super Smash Bros. game, like, that was the game I really kind of bought my Switch for, you know? Because I wanted that game because there was just so many f memories. Like, it was, like, playing Super Smash Bros. are really some of the only good memories I really have with my family because I don't really have good memories with my family. But playing video games 
especially Super Smash Bros. Those are really the only good memories I have, for the most part. Like, those are the best memories I have. And to lose my cartridge of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, like, I have no idea where the fuck I could have lost that. Like, yeah, I, I have no fucking clue. Like, it's beyond depressing. Like, that really hurts me, not gonna lie. Like, it kind of almost feels like a part of my soul has been ripped out. Like, I know it's a fucking video game, but it's just the memories, you know, those being really among my few good memories of my family. Like, it just feels like a part of me died as soon as I discovered that my cartridge went missing not too long ago. But yeah, you know, I guess that's you know, you know, but I guess those memories of Super Smash Bros. with my family, despite the fact really can't have any more now, I guess, you know, now I lost my ultimate, I mean, unless I were to bring my GameCube over to my family's house, um, you know, to play Melee, but, you know, I guess, you know, those memories of Super Smash Bros., you know, having at least some good memories of my family or something to be thankful for. You know, if I do have any good memories of spending time with my family, that's, you know, definitely something to be thankful for, you know. And I guess I thank God for the time I did have playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. <sighs> anyway, um... That was a weird-ass tangent I went down. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just thank, just thank God for my video game consoles, period. You know, I really wouldn't be alive without them. You know, video games are an instrumental part of who I am, you know. Super Mario's uh, Odyssey kept me alive. You know, I don't think Super Mario... Like, I do not believe that Super Mario Odyssey is all that great of a game. I really don't. Like, I would give that game a 6 out of 10, you know, meaning decent, you know, it's a decent game, you know, uh, but that was a game, you know, when my gender dysphoria was at its worst, pretty much, um, you know, I would often just start playing that game on my Switch, um, you know, and it would just, a lot, you know, because it was just such a fantastical otherworldly world, you know, that, you know, I could have fun in, you know, um, you know, it completely, like, it would just take my mind off of everything, like, it, like, legitimately reduced my gender dysphoria, you know, took away my suicidal thoughts, you know, like, I literally would be dead if it wasn't for Super Mario Sunshine, I mean, Odyssey, why the fuck do I keep saying Sunshine? I don't even like Sunshine. I fucking hate that game. 
you know. Despite the fact that was one of the few games we owned for the GameCube back in the day, you know. So I put way too many fucking hours getting absolutely fucking nowhere. Um, just I suck at that game. Like I have, we like we have owned that game for probably like oh god, like seventeen years now, maybe. Um. 17, 16, maybe 15, 15 at minimum, you know, probably, so somewhere probably between 15 and 17 years. Uh, no, it's got to be more than 15 years. It's got to be like 16 at least. Um, but anyway, that's how I said, you know, and the fact that I've never gotten any more than like 30 something stars should tell you how fucking awful I am at gaming. Like I suck at gaming, especially Super Mario Sunshine. Cannot be that game. I fucking hate that game. Um. But I want to make this clear, I will be that game, and it's the fucking death of me. Just because I've had that game for, you know, for almost two decades now, and I still can't get anywhere close to fucking beating it. I will be fucking 100 years old, and I will be playing that fucking game just to say I fucking did it. I'll be playing that game on my fucking deathbed trying to beat it. And I hate that game because of that. I fucking hate that game. But anyway, Super Mario Odyssey, you know, I'm very thankful for that game. Because, you know, once again, if it wasn't for that, um, I'd be dead by now. I would already be six feet under. You know? Never even would have been able to transition. You know? So that's something to be very fucking thankful for. You know, um, you know, um, just something that, you know, I would kind of think about that, you know, like, I struggle to really believe that God loves me. If I'm being honest, the vast majority of the time, I don't believe it. The vast majority of the time, I believe that God hates me. But intellectually, in the back of my mind, I always know that that's not true. You know, it's really just my own insecurities that tell me that. You know, because, well, I recognize at a very young age that my parents really didn't love me, you know. Um, I didn't really matter to them as I should, you know. I remember going to my parents as a child, you know, when I was hurting, you know, when I was sad, you know, wanting just to talk to them, you know, want, try, you know, wanting comfort from them, wanting advice from them. And they would shoo me away, you know. You know, they would not be, you know, and I would often come to them, you know, when they weren't busy at all doing anything. They're like, oh yeah, I'm busy doing something. Like, no, you're not. You're just sitting there doing fucking shit. You're just sitting there reading a fiction book, you know. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, I'm busy doing important things. Like, no, you're not. You know, and... I'll talk to you later, and they never would talk to me later, and if they did, it was usually hours later, and by that time, I was more upset by them not being there for me than I was about the original thing I was upset about, 
you know, so around the age of five or six, finally I realized parents don't really care about me. If they don't love me, I don't matter at all. You know, and I started dreaming of running away from them, escaping them. You know, I started learning to suppress my emotions. I started believing I was unlovable. You know, and to be honest, that even extended to God. You know, starting to believe that God couldn't love me. I mean, if my own parents can't find it in themselves to really give a shit about me, why would God? You know? But intellectually, you know, always in the back of my brain, there was always that thing like, he does. He does. It's your insecurities that are telling you that's not true. But God does. Just trust in him. And, you know, despite the fact that, to be honest, I don't really believe it, you know, if I'm being honest, um... And even as I'm saying this, I really kind of don't believe it, but, you know, thank you, God, for loving me, even if I can't really believe it, you know? It's nothing that you've ever done to me to tell me that you don't love me. It's really just my own insecurities are telling me that. And the fact that you would still love me despite that. Despite me not really believing that you love me, despite not really trusting you as I should, I that you would still love me. Thank you. Thank you, God, for that. That is pretty fucking amazing. You know, um, but yeah, you know, that's really everything I can kind of think of off the top of my head, you know, um, something that I do from time to time when I remember is try to thank God for five things. Just be thankful for five things as no matter how small or big they are, you know, um, like, uh, my Nintendo Switch, um, a library that I can go to and use the internet of. Um, let's see, ebooks, Cheerios, you, the podcast listener, for listening to this podcast. You know, just small things, you know, to be thankful for. It's something I try to do from time to time. Try to remember to do, just thank God for just five things, just five things, no matter how small or big they are. Anyway, that's really everything I've got to say for today. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Peace.